Kill your darlings, kill your darlings. Even when it breaks your egocentric little scribbler's heart, kill your darlings. Stephen King. Welcome to the Managing Editor Show. I'm Jess. And I'm Alyssa. Every Tuesday morning, we jump into your earbuds to talk the down and dirty on all things writing, editing, and content. From the perspective of the guardians of the publishing galaxy, the folks who approve your submissions and make your words not suck. So this is a very special episode, Alyssa, because it's your last one. I may be asking you to come back in the future, but for now, we are changing things up a little bit on the Managing Editor Show, and I will be taking the reins ongoing, but today we're going to interview Alyssa because we wanted to make sure that all of you knew that this was not one of those tumultuous Hollywood breakups, but we are partying ways on the Managing Editor show. And so I wanted to talk to you, Alyssa, about that. Um, Mainly here, what's going on with your business? You know, you've had, you've been working really, really hard and you've been sort of honing in on the direction of your business and what craft your content does and doesn't do. And by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, Alyssa is the CEO and founder of Craft Your Content, and she's the managing editor for several publications under, under that umbrella. I'm along with many, many other things that she does. But Alyssa, tell us what is the future of Craft Your Content and what are you focusing on these days? So we're actually uh, focusing a little bit less on the uh, content part of Craft Your Content and focusing back in on the craft part, uh, which is kind of originally what I had started uh, the agency for. Um, and then I dipped my toes into the seductive waters of content marketing and personality brands and everything else. And um, it's just not my jam. My jam is definitely, you know, we've talked about so many times before. I'm a literary geek. I have a classical studies background. I love the actual semantics and writing and etymologies and everything else of uh, writing and craft. And so we're, we're just kind of shifting our focus a little bit more to, to focus on people who are focusing on that in their content marketing, in their writing, in their books, in whatever particular medium they choose, um, but mm. stepping kind of out of the content marketing pool. Right. Leaving it to some other folks like yourself who have it in much better hands. Well, I'm glad you you brought that up, first of all, because the reason I chose that Stephen King quote was twofold. One, I know that you have always felt more akin to the literary side of, of content and the craft side. And I am finally reading and almost done with Stephen King's On Writing. I'm not a Stephen King fan. I've, I've never read any of his books, actually. I've had this, this book of his for a while, and everyone who talks about writing talks about On Writing. So I knew I had to read it because as you and I had started this conversation about the future of the show and the future of Alyssa and Jess. And, you know, we started talking about which which directions we're going. And that was something that you continued to inspire me with was your attention to the craft side of the writing. And, and I agree that we've all kind of gotten away from that craft 
adapt. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally pick up this goddamn book <laughs> and read it and like get more on Alyssa's page here because, <clears throat> you know, I, I agree that we we need to be focusing more on the writing. We've put it under the rug in a lot of ways for the sake of, you know, page rank and an SEO and all this other bullshit that rarely equates to good writing. So so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the content marketing element and what what does that mean to you? What What's wrong with it right now? Why are you thinking you're moving away from it at this point? There have been times in our history and our past where like what people said and did and wrote like meant something. It wasn't just about, you know, being able to manipulate a media campaign to get something to happen. Um, And, you know, and so, yeah, just for me, like being able to, to focus down on my, you know, one thing. Um, the, the, uh, as the book says, like focus on your one thing and, mm-hmm. you know, my, my agency, our one thing is craft. We love working with people on making better writing. And like, of course, we're not getting out of content marketing. Of course, we're still helping people with online blogs. And I still, you know, click every single stupid SEO article that looks interesting to me. So I stay up on like the industry trends and I know what's going on and we still manage content and blogs, but like, I want to do it through the lens of writing shit that matters rather Mm -hmm. than through the lens of how can we put something in a certain way to make sure that we get the most exposure, but don't necessarily make a difference. Right. Right. Well, so I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I really hear your point of we've lost the magic um, of content marketing. But do you think, I mean, so there still has to be, I mean, there has to be a way that you're going to promote the content. And I totally agree too, that there is a non-skeezy, non-quote-unquote marketing way. Um, So what do you think about that? What, What do you recommend people do? Do you think that good writing and good content can just stand on its own? Or do you think there are some ways that people can be better about sharing and getting the word out that doesn't fall under the nasty part of content marketing? Well, so I like, speaking of books, I, I, I um, am going down a slight tangent that I swear to God will call the sack around to my point. I promise. <laughs> I believe but, you. <laughs> so this is actually something like I talk to people frequently about um, with Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week. Um, mm. I'm not a Tim Ferriss Four Hour Work Week fan. I like a lot of his other work and I like a lot of his thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the book because I was really confused why no one got the fact that he had to like work himself into a nervous breakdown building a company that made $4 million like a month or whatever it was to make the freedom to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted to four hours a week. Right. right. Um, and I felt like that kind of similar to this, like glossed over that point. When I was talking to people about this, their question to me always was like, oh, so do you think it's just like not well written or not good content? Um, and, and, you know, my response was always, no, like, Tim very brilliantly, you know, he tells a story of when he was first trying to find, like, readers and publishers for, for our work week, 
he literally went and sat in bars at South by Southwest in Austin in like 2006 or 2007 and just like chatted up randos being like, hey, I have a book you might be interested in. Like dude hustled his face off. So, you know, he did this really brilliant thing where he was able to write a really amazing book and he was able to market it really well. And I think that's really what's missing in a lot of a lot of these conversations and things that are happening right now is that people are focusing more on that um, marketing and that like, how do I promote and how do I do this and how do I do that? And it's not that that stuff isn't important, but it's just as important as writing good stuff. Because yes, you can like, absolutely. I mean, you and I see it every single day. There are friggin' idiots that have platformed their way up to a place of authority that like, when you go and listen to them speak or go and read what they have to say or anything else, you leave being like, what? Like, I, I learned absolutely nothing from this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're really good at the the tactics and the play and the everything else. Um, or there are people who have built these massive platforms and are now trying to make money online, teaching people how to make money online, which is the uh. biggest, like, <laughs> aggravation of my existence. Like, I feel like multi-level marketing has nothing on make money online, teaching people how to make money online. Mm-hmm. I, I see these headlines. I just saw one um, last week I was telling you about before the show started, and I actually emailed my list about it. Really made me angry. That was like, um, it was basically about this uh, very large, very, very large content marketing brand trying to say the one thing that changed our entire like blogs, you know, future. Um, And it was a particular way that they were doing SEO. And so I clicked to read it because, you know, obviously they're an extremely well-known large platform. Obviously they must be doing SEO well. There's something to be learned from that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did take great things away for our SEO, for client SEO, for everything else. But my issue with it, with it was they were trying to say, like, SEO is the thing that turned this blog around. And then they included screenshots of analytics reports over two fucking years. Right. From, like, the moment they implemented the new SEO structure to today. Mm-hmm. And as a, like very rational analytical person it makes me frustrated because in my mind i'm immediately like oh that's a false test like you don't have any neutral groups that you're testing again there's no way to prove the seo was the one thing that made that difference like you're a large international you know large content marketing brand you're an international many of your people are international speakers you know, you put out and can publish content consistently, like at least two to three times a week. You dabble in all these other things. You do guest blogging and podcast appearances and everything. So to say like this one thing, but I know that some poor person who's trying to like, quote unquote, figure out how to build their platform and how to like do their content marketing is going to go and read that site, implement their SEO and then be completely distraughten with themselves when they're like in six months and you know eight months a year their site's not getting any any lift it's not getting the same results yeah uh, because they're not realizing that there's so many other things that have to go into play to make that work and the number one thing is this particular brand has been putting out great content since like 2008 
And right. so, of course, like any tweaks they make could vastly improve it, but th- they don't talk about that harder part mm. of like, because it's not as, you know, you can't make a downloadable that shows people, you know, how to write good. You can't. I mean, people, I know lots of people do, but it's, oh, you know, God. lots of the other stuff. I mean, we have downloaded, I have a become a better writer checklist on our yeah. site that's yeah. literally just like 10 things to like keep in mind as you're trying to write. But like, you know, nothing that's like really delving into. So, I mean, to, to answer your question of like, what can you do to promote and to do, I, I, I say, like, still pay attention to all of the stuff that the the content marketing gurus are telling you. Basically, my theory is if Anne Handley tells me to do anything, I'll do it. Um, (laughs) Words to live by. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think that that's the whole that's one of the biggest problems. What you just touched on is it's almost like a pissing match of who can have the better, more polarizing headline. Yeah. Even if the content is like mediocre, even if it's really good, it's still like everything is this silver bullet. And here's the thing that's going to be the thing forever. And then people read it and they're like, oh, my God, this is the thing. And like you said, it's not happening in a vacuum. And also to your point that you said earlier, you're, you, especially even though you're not even focusing on the whole content marketing side of content creation, you're still really up on the trends. You're still really paying attention. And even you and I don't have it figured out. So these people who think they're going to read one blog post with this great headline, that that's going to make it all of a sudden, you know, the perfect recipe for success are bonkers and and the the thing that makes me kind of sad about it is like they just don't know what they don't know and so they're Mm going to keep trying and they're going to keep saying well why isn't my content doing this the same thing that this other person's content doing why aren't my analytics going up the same way they did well because it's not one thing and that's why content marketing and just content creation in general is so nuanced and so I love that you're focusing more on the actual quality side of what the product for lack of a better term, you know, the piece of content is before you even consider whether it's worth marketing or promoting. You know, people are just vomiting shit and saying, well, it's done here. Let me go promote it and have it be like this really polarizing headline and everybody's going to read it and share it and then I'm done. Yeah, like I would seriously, I would love for people. I mean, we have a terrible one ourselves on our site. Um, It's part of the reason we're like trying to re-optimize and refix everything so I accept that content is not everything but I'd love for like all these big brands and everything to start sharing what their bounce rate is rather than what Mm. their visitors are Mm. because and and average time on page yeah Um, because I mean to be quite honest that's we were just talking about this we're uh, in the process of hiring a new swing editor uh, meaning that they do both proofreading and content editing, um, mm-hmm. depending on what the need is. Uh, oh, I've never the- heard that term. I like that because you're right. It's two different yeah. skills, but it's I've never heard the swing version. Yeah, so it's I, I may have not made to be it confused, up. Should be confused fair. with the swinger. <laughs> no, that's a completely different job ad that I have out there. <laughs> Um, No, this uh, so the swing editor, which is the first time that I've ever hired someone that needs to have both the skill sets of um, meticulous copy editing and content editing. 
And one of the questions we ha ask on every um, application from people is, what do you think is more important, giving authors honest feedback to improve their writing or meticulous proofreading because, you know, people will overlook uh good content, but they'll never overlook a typo or a grammar or, or an error, uh, mm -hmm. which is something I do painfully very much agree. Um, all you need to do is just like look at um, the comment section of things where you know, someone could mm -hmm. write a brilliant piece and the comment is then like, ah, you should have used your instead of your. It kind of like it made me think a little bit about, you know, and again, because this is kind of what my agency does, it's mm -hmm. like proofreading and edits, but also the like feedback and the helping people improve their writing and really focusing on that. And I realized no one ever really talks about the fact that if you can have like a perfectly like grammatically immaculate piece of writing, you can have a fantastic headline that gets people pulled in and you can have like a ton of sharing and other authority people. But if it's just not good content, then people don't read it. They don't care about it. And they probably don't say anything to you. Right. Like the number of articles that I click on on a daily basis that I read the first, you know, two paragraphs or whatever. And I'm just like, never mind. This is obviously idiotic. Right. Uh, and I, you know, granted, I am the tweed blazer, snotty literary person, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> like other people probably have the same reaction and the same way of doing things. Yeah. Well, we need to get better. I mean, that's the bottom line. We all need to get better. And I, myself included, and, in, you know, what we're trying. And, and the problem, I think, for a lot of people is you have these quotas. And a lot of times they're arbitrary. You know, it's like, well, we got to publish four times a week or we got to publish eight times a week, whatever it is. And if you can't get all of those beat to be amazing, you publish anyway. And maybe that's not the strategy. Maybe if you are supposed to publish eight, but you only have six really good ones, then don't don't publish eight, just publish six. You know, it's like, but that's, you know, it's hard to come around to that idea that you're not going to hit whatever these quotas are that are in some strategy somewhere. And, but I think, you know, to your point, we just, we need to change our thinking. We need to change it around from the marketing side and to the craft side and we'll be better off for it. So Alyssa, I feel like we could talk about this whole thing. And I really wanted to dive into some of the stuff that's that you've been publishing on craft your content, uh, which has been awesome lately. I mean, it's always been awesome, but I've been paying more attention lately. <laughs> Maybe I should put it that way. So what are one of one or two pieces of content that you've put out recently that you're really proud of or that you want to point people to as, you know, in this in the vein of the content marketing conversation or editing or writing? So with our blog, one of the big changes that we made was I've actually um, instituted heavier vetting of the pieces. Um, so our managing editor, Gina uh, Edwards, uh, actually works with people from basically like idea inception to first draft. Uh, and then it actually goes through two full rounds of content editing and then a full round of proofreading and uh, copy editing before it gets formatted up. So each piece is taking like two to three weeks to produce at this point. And that's wow. like if stuff's being jammed out. 
um, everyone on my team writes once a month for the site because I think it's really important for people who hire us to understand uh, that we we know our what our process is like. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of our editors have to go through the same malicious, you know, red penning of their work the same way that they red pen <laughs> other people's work. Um, and the the reason that I do that, aside from like evil snively whiplash if anyone could see me I'm like twisting my fake mustache right now (laughs) (laughs) um not to be like an evil editor but again to focus on that that craft and that um that really like refining a piece until it's something that you're really proud of I've been proud of so many of the pieces that have gone out um in the past few months um especially since we really started doing this um, and actually, the the piece that probably people would find the most useful right now is we actually just had a piece come out that uh, kind of opens the kimono on our editorial process. And we share it's over, uh, I think, like six or seven thousand words long with 20 plus screenshots, how we use Trello to manage our entire editorial process and what our entire editorial process is so that people who don't want to hire us because, you know, we're not a good fit for everyone um, can be able to implement it on their sites and in their own writing. And hopefully I can, you know, start my own little quest that way to to bring better craft and quality to to the internet, even if I'm not personally involved in it. Oh, I love that. You're paying it forward. <laughs> Oh, so good. Great. Well, one last question for you, Alyssa, before we let you go for now is, is there any app, software, or tool that you are super excited about right now? Uh... I feel like after I just went on that entire like rant about quality and content and like do make words beautiful for the world and the internet and change space, um, I should have something probably better than what I had to share but, um, uh, because I had prepared a tool that I use to manage my inbox called SaneBox. Awesome. Um, I have heard yeah, about this thing, but I've never used it. SaneBox is, um, SaneBox keeps you sane, like quite literally. And uh, what it does is uh, it actually pulls... Uh, any email that it uh, can tell through its algorithms seems unsolicited or like it's a mass mail. So if it's like the first time that that email address has ever emailed you, if it's being mass mailed to a number of people, um, if it's using a canned templated format, um, and it actually puts it in this uh, hidden folder uh, called Sane Later. And so basically my um, inboxes, uh, two of the five that I manage, obviously the three client inboxes, since I get pitches all day, I don't, you know, batch those. But the other two um, basically collect these emails all day long and then uh, delivers you a digest, kind of like unroll me. Mm. Um but uh, it's a digest of basically all of this email to be like, or that's, you know, not, this is obviously a newsletter. Are you sure you even wanted to receive it? Instead, it's a digest of like, these are emails that we're not sure you wanted to like, you know, waste your time on. Please review them to see if this is something you want to continue getting. And then you mm-hmm. can like 
click to send it to your inbox once. You can click to like always allow that person to be able to email your inbox or put it into a black hole, which means you'll never get anything (laughs) from that sender ever again, which P.S. All you people who send me shitty canned pitches at my personal or CYC email, guess where you are now? In a black hole. (laughs) Oh, no, that's so so scary to think about. <laughs> you get through. You're fine. You're 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 whitelisted to the 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 inbox, my dear. Don't okay. worry. But uh, but yeah, it kind of really helps so that you know inboxes can be such a distraction. And when you're in, you know, work like ours, where con- clients are constantly like trying to get in touch with you, and other people are trying to get in touch with you, and things are sometimes being done very last minute. You know, I like things to be two to three weeks in advance. That doesn't mean I didn't just format a post for a client on like a massive unexpected uh, vendor announcement at like 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Mm. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff just happens. So it's kind of a nice way to to be able to keep your inbox accessible without having to constantly be distracted by all of that kind of junk mail that comes in. Yeah. so and then I keep my newsletters in a separate folder by using um, Gmail's little plus function, which is uh, another crafty little hack. Super. Yeah. Super awesome. I think that all those kinds of productivity tools and hacks are really useful. I mean, I know it seems to some people like it's a separate thing, but when you're working, work includes email management and it includes communications and anything that you can do to get back to, you know, tying it all full circle, crafting better content, (laughs) anything that you could do to spend more time on that and less time on managing all the bullshit. I love. So thanks for sharing that. And thank you, Alyssa, so much for being here as a guest for our 20th episode. It seems like a nice round number for us to uh, move along and, and change directions a bit. But don't worry, everybody. Alyssa will be back. I will be here. We'll give you some more updates on what's coming down. And for now, you can see all the resources and links. I'm definitely going to link to everything that Alyssa mentioned, including that what sounds almost like a mini course on, on craft your content. And you can see all of that at the managing editor show.com slash episode 20. If you want to send an email, feel free. Hi at the managing editor show.com. And as always leave a review on iTunes. It's awesome. It helps people find us. It helps people get better at writing and pitching. And we really, really want that. (laughs) So leave a review and we will catch you next time on the managing editor show. Bye. Bye.